This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Sorry. Hey. This week, we're talking about Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. This came out in 2013, directed by Guillermo del Toro, a screenplay by Guillermo del Toro and Travis Beecham, Beckham, starring Idris Elba and Charlie Day. I didn't know anybody else in this movie. (laughs) Oh, and the guy who killed, who did the coup in Beyond the Wall. I think that's that guy. I'm not sure. Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. So I forgot. Is this yours, Alex? Yes, it is. All right. Talk about it. Why'd you pick us? Why'd you pick it? Uh, this movie for me came out of left field. I mean, I was already riding high because of Pan's Labyrinth from Guillermo del Toro, and uh, when I saw he was making like a big budget, like robot monster movie, I was intrigued. To say the least. And I started watching the trailers, and then I was all in. And this movie, for me, it didn't disappoint in any way. So, I mean, the next one might. But this one is amazing from beginning to end. One of those movies that, yeah, for me, with the limited hype that it had, it it lived up to it. All right. Uh, uh, Scott? Uh, So, I actually saw this when I was in Las Vegas for work. We, We snuck out one night. And I went to see it at the theater at the MGM. Uh, and was very surprised, pleasantly surprised by this movie. Um, kind of like Alex said, it's got the Del Toro touch uh, with, with the creatures and everything. Even if it's more CGI than, than practical effects that we're used to with him. Uh, and the the genre. You can't go wrong with, with giant mechs fighting giant monsters. And it all works very well. I really enjoyed this movie. Okay, I did not see it in the theater. I saw it at home on TV, and I disliked it a lot. And then I watched it again the other day, and I liked it even less. <laughs> so I, I'd say you can make a bad movie with giant robots fighting monsters, and we'll get into it. <laughs> um, I think this might be his worst movie. Um, You're his worst movie. Well, I guess. Hopefully, he's not filming everything I do. All right. Well, Scott, why don't you lead, into it, lead us into our list? Seven items that we want to talk about about Pacific Rim, and I'm sure you, I could have said that a lot better. You also could have said Alex. Yeah. Oh, I thought we this, I thought we saved the the guy him for last. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, we don't. Okay. We've never done that. Hey, it's like the first time I've done a podcast sober, so... <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, still still hanging out in Dry Peninsula, Jeff. Yeah, Dry Peninsula. It's, I'll escape off of it tomorrow, but today, maybe during this podcast, I might <laughs> hit the mainland. All right, Alex, go ahead. Uh, my number seven is just a, the great theme that it has for the movie. Well, because you don't hear a lot of songs... Especially movie has like a great like guitar hook right at the beginning and then it goes into the main theme. It's just very recognizable right off the bat. It's got its own sound to it almost. So you mean musical theme? Yeah. Uh. 
know, the theme of robots versus monsters. <laughs> yeah, music theme. That's I what I meant. Okay. That, that, that actually might be that actual theme you just mentioned might be high on my list, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Scott. Now you can go. All right. <laughs> uh, my number seven is the the global mashup uh, in which the movie takes place. Um, s- s- near future, slightly near future, uh, takes place obviously on the Pacific Rim in Hong Kong or outside Hong Kong, uh, but just the the mashup of Western and uh, Asian cultures. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, Hong Kong turns into a pretty cool set piece. Uh, the the fact that everybody speaks all these different languages uh, is cool. Um, and a lot of times this kind of stuff feels flat, uh, like in uh, spoilers. In Black Panther 2, they take a trip to Seoul, South Korea. Wait, there's already a Black Panther 2? <laughs> oh, did I say 2? Yeah. Oh. It was like, oh, holy shit. Oh, yeah, major spoilers then. Uh, no, as well. Yeah, whatever. Uh, in Black Panther, <laughs> the first Black Panther. Oh, never mind. They take a trip to Seoul, South Korea. And in a lot of these movies, it's pretty. It's getting to be pretty blatant that they they went there because they were required to. Not if there's anything wrong with with having uh, sections of movies take place in Seoul or uh, Shanghai or, <laughs> or Hong Kong, uh, but at some points it's like, uh, this could have been anywhere. They chose this specifically because that's where the money was. Yep. Uh, but here, um, even if that was the case, they get around it and it mm. works. Okay. Um, my number seven is. Uh, I just <laughs> I have so many problems with this movie. The the guy up here, the characters are all just very like most of his movies. There are a little more depth to these characters. There's like no depth to any of these characters at all. There's like you say in I forgot movie Commander Badass or Hardass. It just Elba's not that, but he's pretty damn close in this. Well, there's a little bit of stuff coming back. Well, but his nose bleeds like he's eleven from Stranger Things. And uh Or 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 Eleven's nose bleeds like she's it just Elba. Mm. Yeah. Think about it. I'll think about it. S- same haircut. Uh, yeah, well but eleven happened in the eighties and it just Elba was barely a kid back then. <laughs> Is um, in the timeline of the movies? Yeah. I guess if yeah. in the same universe. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, Head cannon. I have more to say about specific characters, but the, the I don't know the the only one that was interesting was the girl. I thought that the all the guy all I'm gonna sound racist here. All the white guys looked exactly the same in this <laughs> Whoa, hey, whoa. That is, you know, you. <laughs> I think you're spot on there, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, they, they all they all Charlie Hunnam looks just like the guy that he's fighting with. Looks just like the dad. Yeah, he's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god! So like, who stood out was Idris Elba, and then the girl. It was. I just had a hard time relating, not relating, but just like caring about any of these characters. I'm not even going to talk about the scientists because they have their whole other uh, item on my list. So (laughs) Uh, there it is, number seven, Alex, number six. My number six is the uh, because I knew it was Guillermo del Toro, so I knew he was going to sneak in. Freaking, what's his face? Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman in there somewhere. <laughs> and I did not expect him to be Hannibal Chow. <laughs> so he comes out as Hannibal Chow with those ridiculous shoes that I love and I want to have a pair of. 
<laughs> and then, like, offhanded, he just explained, oh, I got the... He's like, you like the name? I got it from my favorite historical figure and my favorite sh- uh, Szechuan restaurant in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> His character's just... It's perfect supporting role and everything. Even, like, towards the end, spoilers, right before he gets eaten by the, uh, by the half-born kaiju... <laughs> He's just being dramatic. He's like, I knew it. One look in his eyes, and he's huffing because he was running so much. <laughs> he's like, his forms, his lungs weren't formed enough, and he choked on the umbilical cord. And then he throws the knife for dramatic flair. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, they, he, he just cracked me up. Cause I don't, I don't think I've ever seen uh, Ron Perlman in a comedic role. I mean, Hellboy, he was kind of funny and stuff, but he wasn't supposed to be, you know, a, a comedic support actor. And this one, he kind of was. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah. He got to yeah, like wear it be tacky and weird. <laughs> His glasses. He was one of the more uh, highlights of the movie for me, but even still a little over. Like, that, that scene was like Sam Jackson and... Um, Snakes the- on a Plane? They are the the sharks on a plane. What the sharks underwater movie? <laughs> <laughs> that old tale, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, and then I don't think I knew this the first time I watched it. There is a stinger with him, and he gets he pops out of the right. Yeah, yeah. he, he, he lives. Is somebody <laughs> missing so a shoe? Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I know. I love it. All right, um, all right Scott, number six. Okay, uh, number six. <laughs> So, you you hate all the characters except for the girl. Uh, my number six is Raleigh and Mako. Um, Charlie Hunnam here is more or less forgettable. He, he's okay as the, the main hero. Uh, I don't really have any problems with him, other than, yeah, like like you kind of saying, Jeff. He looks like all the other dudes. Uh, but th- I thought the two of them together really worked. Um, Mako more than, than him. Uh, uh just I'm her a wizard, mind you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kind of her look and the fact that she's not one of she's like one of the only women in the movie, really. Like there's the the Russian uh pilots, what are they, what are they called again? Yeah, just Jaeger pilots. And just Jaeger pilots. Um yeah, there was the Russian woman that was like they were cool. That was like it. So um she was <laughs> like the girl from Overwatch that shoots the taser. Zarya. Zarya? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a, a nice contrast to, to all the dudes. Um, but yeah, I, I like the two of them together. Um, even when they're in lockstep in the uh, the Jaeger cockpit. Um, with Without... I, I don't know if I'd necessarily go so far as to say that they had great chemistry. Um, but they did seem comfortable together. Um, and they, I like that they didn't really push the romantic angle too much. Uh, it's it's kind of there, but at the end of the day, this movie is about giant monsters fighting giant robots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was unnecessary to take it any further than that. And I, I just really like uh, Rinko Kikuchi in general and the few movies that I've seen her in. Uh, well, uh, Western movies that I've seen her in. Um, so yeah, it's my number six. Raleigh and Mako. Okay. Um my number six is I have here. I like this ending better when it was in I, uh, Independence Day. Like this, the last whole twenty minutes of this movie is the same thing as uh, Goldblum and Will Smith flying the ship into the mothership, 
having to disguise themselves with, uh, with the, in this case, it's the DNA as opposed to being hacking in with the other computer and then shooting off the nuke and then escaping at the last second. I just, uh, and then this has a stupid, this is a very close to being, um, oh, what's that guy who makes, who made 84 and all the other shitty movies? Emmerich. Yeah. Emmerich. Emmerich. You got the, Charlie Day is basically the stupid scientist in all those movies. Ah, I can't believe Guillermo del Toro did this. I mean, the looks of it, yes, but other than that, uh, I had such a hard time watching this movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, the ending sucked, uh, as opposed to the middle, which is pretty terrible. And didn't stare <laughs> out very well. So, so, so yes, he it's was. not. It's definitely the ending isn't wholly original, Jeff. But <laughs> you you get more excuses to see some of the the different abilities that the the kaiju have and the sword comes out again and yeah it's red <laughs> see that stuff mm-hmm. does not interest me at all so i think that's uh, if you don't buy the whole if you're not into robots fighting monsters then this movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway uh that's my number six so alex number five my number five is idris elba's speech where he tried to sound like independent yes, exactly <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite like it, but I didn't hate it only because of that line. That just one, that one line is so iconic in this speech. It's the most memorable part of it. It's like, we're canceling the apocalypse. We're going to cancel the apocalypse. Yeah. So cool. That was badass. But yeah, there it is. I mean, it wasn't the best speech. I, I, I don't think I'd put it in my top ten, but that line I would put in my top ten, definitely. <laughs> All right. Of speech lines, best speech lines in movies. It definitely was Lone Star esque. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> Scott, number five. All right, <laughs> five is Jacelba. <laughs> uh, big fan of this guy. Uh, he goes. <laughs> he seems to waffle back and forth between trying to give like a serious, dignified <laughs> performance to chewing on scenery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's a little uneven. But when he's good, he's really good. Um, he's, he's always like playing a badasses in his wheelhouse, um, and that's basically what he does here. the The nosebleed he, thing is, I think, he's actually a little weak. Yeah, because um, it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, and but it is awesome the fact that he was like a solo pilot and he's automatically drift compatible. Uh, with with another pilot without having to go through the whole testing process. Yeah. Uh, As he figured him out. Yeah. But his character, yeah, is... Like, again, his, his character and his performance here are just kind of all over the place. Um, his character clearly is here just to provide some kind of uh, uh, dilemma for the protagonist. Uh, just something, some kind of resistance other than the actual monsters that he has to get in a robot fight. Uh but at the end of the day, I uh, am an Idris Elba fan, so mm-hmm. I think more yeah. more positive than negative on this one. No, definitely. I mean, I love him in The Wire, and I've watched uh, a first season of Luther, and just everything he's in is awesome. He just, he's slumming it in this movie, if you ask me. Like, ugh. <laughs> Wow. Ugh. But then he doesn't other bad stuff, too. Like, he was in that alien... Oh, no, he's been in some stinkers. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. What was the one with the, the Prometheus? He was in that, right? Was like, he, was, he was in um, uh, Dark Tower recently, which I didn't see, but heard wasn't good. Oh, yeah. I heard uh, it was the same. 
He was in The Losers. I don't know if you remember that one. That was a fun movie. It, it was okay. Yeah. The graphic novel, of course, is a lot better, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I've recently gone back and watched all the Thor movies, and he's good in those. Very small role, but I think he's good in those. Yeah, he's pretty red. A Black Norse God. It worked in Blazing Saddles, didn't it? <laughs> all right, we're up to my number five. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, Hater of the Year. Yeah. I'll do something good here. I will say that the the robot designs were pretty cool. Just the look of the robots. I'm not a big fan of robots. I like that the it one... It was a robot. He, his visor looked like he was uh, Master Chief or something. Um, but, yeah, maybe, I mean, the robots... Maybe, maybe there was some cool. inspiration there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't know. I have but, more to say about this later, yeah. but yeah. The monsters themselves... I. They were so dark. You can't really see. Like, that was a problem. Everything was in the water and splashing around, and I couldn't really see anything. And I, just, I couldn't really tell what they looked like. So, well, well Jeff, they come in at night, yeah, mostly, mostly. mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Overall, I thought the monster. I mean, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, and I think it was because we just watched Hellboy, where almost everything was practical. And we watch. We've done a lot of Gilmore recently, and I just saw Shape of Water. So I've seen like all these recently, uh, Pans and everything. And this is just all CGI fest. I mean, this is a cross between a Roland Emmerich and uh, Michael Bay Transformers movie. Oh God! I don't know. I, f- I feel like this is a little more self-aware than, <laughs> than anything Roland yeah, Emmerich's done. Sure, mm-hmm. a little more. I'll give you a little more. <laughs> um, but anyway, the robots look good. The kaiju, not the kaiju. The Jaeger, Jaeger bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is Dr. Charlie Day. Good or bad? <laughs> Good. Oh, God. <laughs> Mostly because, okay, Charlie's in this. Okay, he's just going to be Charlie. All right? I, I didn't have any expectations of any groundbreaking performances and stuff. But he just, the way he reacts to other, uh, like, characters and to his... Uh, Oh, what's that guy's name? He was in Batman and in uh, Game of Thrones. That's the guy I was talking about. Uh, I yeah, I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. But he was gr- he's great in other stuff. He was, you know, both of these guys were his, one his, on this his one. His accent was horrible. That's his. That's the way he talks. He's British. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he wasn't doing British though. That's what I'm saying. Just when he was. But he's going over the top, and he's just like, mathematics is the language of God, and Charlie's in the background just going, what? And he's flinging around intestines, kaiju intestines in the back all over the place. Going, I, it's uh, a pirate door, and I drink riot punch, and I eat cat food. He was playing the same fucking character, but he's supposed to be a, mad, he's supposed to be a scientist. Come on. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I love Charlie, yeah. but yeah, it did not work for me in this movie. <laughs> oh, he worked for me. Oh. It was because it was so out of place. I mean, Frank, <laughs> be, Frank should have been the other scientist. If we're gonna do it, just go all in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. But I like that he was, you know, it was Charlie, so he was the only one crazy and stupid enough to actually drift with a kaiju brain or just a piece of it. So that whole part was uh, pretty cool and fit into his character. It's something Charlie would do. Yes, Charlie from Always Sunny would definitely do that. Yeah. Um, well, hook me up to the brain, okay. All right. All right, Scott. Okay, so we're on to four? Yep. All right, I mentioned this a little bit with my, my number seven, but 
just the set pieces were rad. And this is where the practical effects came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly the the cockpit for the Jaegers. Um, those were actually those are obviously live action set pieces, but they they built these fucking awesome like three story like movable sets that were like on rollers and uh, like hinges and stuff to move it around while they're filming. Uh, but the inside is so cool when they're they're, they're syncing up and doing all the the stuff in the suits and um, none of it was practical, <laughs> like from a, from an actual like a real life standpoint. Um, but it was so cool if you know that they 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 showed you okay this is what happens when you pilot a giant robot, you know uh, it's a a few steps removed from say Iron Man, uh, which I watched again recently um, when it shows him inside the helmet, like. After a while, like, having seen Avengers multiple times and the other Marvel movies and Iron Man where uh, where Tony Stark's there in the cockpit, as it were, um, after a while it starts to get a little silly because he just, like, does these little head movements and there's, like, the lights on his face. But you don't actually see what's going on. (laughs) Um, For this, you see everything. You know, they wind up for punches and you see them both, like, wind back and move forward, and ah, it's so cool. Uh, the um, so that's one set piece. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, just the the, the base that they're in is cool. Um, the uh, the finals, even though Jeff hated it, the the underwater crater was cool with all the, the superheated water and uh, other kind of effects that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was so, only one part of that I liked, and that's when um, it just Elba blew up, and then the it blew up so big that all the water pretty much took oh, off yeah, in the, the air. Nukes, it was completely dry. Yeah, for was, a bit. Yeah, in the nuke bubble. Yeah, it was, the fish yeah. were flopping on the ground, and then yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so yeah, number four, the set pieces, mostly the the Jaeger cockpit. Okay, well then I'm gonna this lead right into my number four. Oh god, the cockpit in this freaking. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a winding up for the punches. It took him like five seconds to throw a punch. Okay, why not just have some? They're in Korea. Have these kids with Xbox controllers just kicking this shit? Like I don't. Why do you? Is it, is it a bunch the same of, problem with Iron Man? A bunch of divas. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you have people playing? The controller has to be way more fast and easier, and you don't risk lives doing that. If you can, if you can build this giant effing robot, I'm pretty sure you can build a, a hook it up to an Xbox controller or a mouse and keyboard, whatever. Like that just bugged me, and it, it kind of bugs me in Iron Man and why he still puts himself in the suit when he can control all these things remotely. I don't know. I mean, you see him. Why? What? Don't you think a guy on a controller would do a way better job, faster? More intense. So, so Jeff, lag. <laughs> I know it's a here's, but here's the thing: you are 100 percent correct, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just let me <laughs> just let me live out my child fantasies here, mm-hmm. <laughs> controlling sure, giant robots, <laughs> flying around in super powered suits. Yeah, being in the suit. <laughs> yeah, Alex has got a point. Yeah, be boring as shit fun. if you knew you could actually be in the suit. Come on. 
if I guess a ride at Disneyland or something, sure. But if I had to go fight a big old monster, like now I'll do the remote uh, drone one. To to be fair, Tony Stark He's hooked he, on a drilling one. Yeah, to, to be fair, Tony Stark did use the suit to like go instantly party around the world and probably pick up chicks. Although that was probably mm-hmm. all off screen. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah, I just I, any movie where they the solution is to build a giant robot that you control and from the inside is just I like, I played Mech Warrior as a kid I understand it but it is well there there was did you ever see what was it uh, Real Steel the the Hugh yeah, Jackman I, I never saw it it looked stupid uh, yeah <laughs> it, it's <laughs> yeah so again again you're you're right Jeff but actually seeing it play out in real life is boring as shit. Wait, if I remember from the commercial, they uh, they were they wore robot suits on the outside and no, that controlled can... bigger robots. On no, the no, 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 no. They actually control the robots with joysticks. And stuff. Yep. No, because they were like punching and stuff on the well, outside of the well, ring. Well, no, they, yeah, they were, but they were just like the robot would like mimic their movements, like to train itself. It made no fucking sense. Yeah. But uh, when then they were actually fighting, it was like that. Although I don't know. Maybe there was some fucking thing at the end where he was actually like punching. I, yeah, I he remember. put on the power glove because it's so bad. Yeah, and it's he won so the match. bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's better cinematically when they're inside. I understand that, but it's still stupid. As I said, I didn't buy into it, so I'm, I'm ripping the crap out of this movie. All right, Alex, number three. The Jaeger and creature design is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> hey, I agree with that one. Mm-hmm. Creature design was great, classic Del Toro, even though you couldn't see, like, all of them. You, I, I could still make out, like, their distinct silhouettes, like the first one with the big old forehead knife. And then the the one when they were underwater and they were fighting the two at the same time, and then a mouth opens and there's another face under that mouth. It's fucking terrifying. Yep. That was awesome. And then the big hammerhead-looking one, the the Category 5 kaiju. Oh, what a dick. Cat and then they sliced you. open that guy's armpits and there's blue blood everywhere in the water. Fluorescent. Blue blood of awesome. the earth. Yeah. Then on the Jaeger side, they actually designed uh, Gypsy Danger to be kind of uh, like a football player. So that's why he was like an American one. And then <laughs> the other ones were kind of uh, uh, designed kind of for the countries. I don't know about the one for Australia. That seems more like Japanese to me, but whatever. <laughs> The one with three arms is rad. Yeah, the Chinese one. Yeah. The sto- thundercloud formation. That's pretty awesome. They all look the same to me. I'm a robot racist. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, so explain it. I'm sure it's not on your guys' list. When the one kaiju go, uh, launches like an EMP and knocks out the everything, and then the guy's like, hey, we can use mine. He's old. He's he's not digital. He's, he's analog. Analog. The yeah. fuck does that have to do? It still runs off electricity, and I. And he said it was nuclear. Like I, I'm not gonna profess I know everything about EMPs work, but doesn't it mess up anything electrical, not just digital? Yeah, I don't yes. know. <laughs> yeah. We just have to. We just have to assume that it won't take out a nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, Gorilla Kaiju, which is also badass, didn't get a chance to fire off a second shot so maybe uh the main character what's his face was just yeah i can't even remember his name 
It was just bullsh- bullshitting his way through the things. Like, uh, I know science. Uh, yeah. Gypsy Danger can do it. Let's, let's, when you have no other options, there's no more Jaeger, so what are you going to do? I mean, that's pretty much what he said. He goes, you could do it. It's analog. It's nuclear. I'm like, okay. It still runs on electricity and circuits are fried. Or, I don't know, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. pretend to know what an EMP actually does. I've, everything I know about EMPs, I learned from the Matrix. So. <laughs> And uh, Ocean's Eleven? Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> it crunches up a car. Yeah. One last little bit on the Jaeger cockpit. I love it. I love the design and everything of it. <laughs> the only uh, the thing that I hate and love about it is kind of like a Galaxy Quest thing where there's these jagged rotating things right under their feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? That's an accident that waiting yeah. to happen. <laughs> yep, and it almost did. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three is the sword. It's simultaneously awesome and infuriating at the same time because uh, this is this is like the one moment in me for this movie for me, Jeff, where I I said, "What the fuck? Why didn't you have that thing out the whole time?" Yeah. Oh thing, yeah, we thing, have a sword. Think fucking Rex shit. <laughs> but when it's out, it's so cool. Well, first, first it had ED when it came out. It was weird. It was <laughs> it was flopping a, around. It was flaccid, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had to rub it out, rub it up. I don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. it was... But once, once, once it was there, it was fucking awesome. You notice uh, they didn't show the inside of the cockpit on that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, they got to be compatible. That's how it earned its mm-hmm. name. They got to be drift compatible. Uh, yeah, this sort of... Just fucking cool, and infuriating. I did. I don't. Do they? I was looking for it this time around, and I don't. Didn't catch it. Maybe I got distracted. But do they ever explain why the sword couldn't come out before then? No, Mako just armor. pulls it. Yeah, just pulls it up. It's like because literally almost out of her ass. Even though, even though they're in each other's heads and they can pretty much read each other's thoughts, he's like, "Oh no, we're out of options." And Mako says, "Oh, there's one more thing." So maybe they added it to Gypsy Danger, so What's-His-Face didn't know about it. Yeah, why wouldn't he know but, about it? You're right. But they're hooked up to their brains. Yeah. They're inside each other's heads. They should have known about it. I wonder if they can, like, all the pilots, like, even, like, accidentally <laughs> have that, that weird uh, Demolition Man future virtual sex. Mm, why not? Just tossing that out the there. Drift. Just tossing that out there. In the drift. That's the afterwards. Hunka chunka, the the horizontal mumbo. The chunka. <laughs> That's afterward. After they kill a kaiju and they're walking back to base, they're um, yeah. he's he's rounding the bases. Whoa! And then Pete Rose horn plays <laughs> head first. Yep. And then they get banned from Kaiju Hall of Fame. All right, nerds, what's a better sword, that one or the Voltron sword? Voltron sword. Yeah, Voltron sword. It's a stupid question, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, dumbass. (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) My number three is... uh, So... um, Charlie Day sucks. We already got it. Charlie Day. <laughs> you have it twice. <laughs> you awesome. hate it so much you have it twice. No, that was on Alex's before. Oh, uh, okay. Alex liked Charlie Day. I just argued I that do. he sucks. 
he's awesome. He just he played Charlie from this, it, and sometimes he's explaining um, stuff that is important, and he's talking like Bobcat Goldwith. I don't understand a word he's fucking saying. Well, that's that's a common criticism of Charlie Day that I've heard from people. I know the, it is. The, it's the whole show; they're always yelling at each other. The, just... the Bobcat thing, though, specifically. Okay, but uh, yeah, and then the other guy wasn't any better. And I know we're supposed to be the neurotic scientist, and it's just I. Yeah, I already explained everything why I didn't like it. So, it's number three, Alex. Number two. My number two is that there's always a good sense of scale with. Uh, the kaiju and between normal people there's never uh, well there's almost never a point where you don't know how big these fucking things are because in some movies and I've even kind of it's kind of losing it even in the trailers for the second one where you see big things fighting each other so much without uh, a proper thing to compare it to that it just becomes normal but in this movie they're very careful about it and and there's always something to remind you that these things are huge. Like, they go out into the ocean in the in one of the first scenes, and the the big Jaeger's just, like, treading water and everything. And he's like, okay, it's, you know... And after a while, it looks fine. But then they, he scoops up that boat in his giant hand, and there's, like, five people moving around in it. It's like, holy shit, that's a giant robot. And holy shit, that's a giant, you know, kaiju and stuff. Just little things like that that they always kept in mind to make sure that the audience knew these things were, like, fucking huge. And even in the way they were animated, the the kaiju and the Jaegers, they're always slow and methodical. They had, like, real weight to them. They weren't, like, jumping around like Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. The end. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, like, there was part where I... Yeah, it was good. But I don't want to crap on this movie anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When he's swinging that damn giant ship around like a sword, I'm like, the structure and integrity of that ship would not allow him to swing it <laughs> yeah. around like that. I know. I thought that, too, but I didn't care. <laughs> it was so cool. I, even me at that point, I'm like, I am seeing giant robots fight monsters, so I won't complain about that. I will... I will say that uh, we I did give a lot of crap to Man of Steel for the negligence of the people around them. This movie is just as bad. They're just they're destroying everything no, because they evacuated everybody to the underground bunkers. Yeah, all there was like yeah, hundred people down there. I'm sure it's all of Hong Kong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they, this is the world of kaiju's. They've gotten so good at evacuating that they know what to do. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> all right, Scott. It shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll give you that. Right, so this is my number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my number two is the ship. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picks up the ship and starts swinging around. That was like the single coolest moment in the entire movie for me. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is exactly what should happen when fucking uh-huh. giant mechs fight giant monsters. You fucking pick up whatever's handy and you beat the shit out of the monster. In this case, it happened to be was it like a like an oil tanker or a cruiser? I couldn't yeah. tell whatever Titanic. it was. Titanic, it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, because it was they were fighting in the uh, shipping crates. Yeah, so so fucking cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you know that's that's what you want. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's that's when I when I sat down in that movie, that that was what I was like. I didn't know that's what I was looking forward to, and it turned out to be the moment I was looking forward to. 
I said, I agree. If, if that's what you're watching, monsters and that, you want that. Just, I, I agree. I can see why you like it. So that's my number two. <laughs> Um, my number two is this is a compliment and a criticism at the same time the prologue was awesome and I wish I would have saw that movie not this like I, I wanted to see the the invasion of the, the kaiju and the building of the uh, Jaegers mm. so like I forgot when I watched this I'm like oh yeah why did I not like it it sounds like it's going to be cool and I was like oh yeah that's just like the first five minutes in the movie and then the rest of it is just yeah so I liked the I liked it, but then didn't like it at the same time because it seemed like that's a better movie. You're a big origins guy, though. You always skewed towards origins. It's true. But yeah, I agree. I would I would have liked to see that movie too. Yeah, with him and the experiments and them going like frying their brains trying to do one pilot at a time yeah. until they figured it out. Right, and then seeing these guys treated as heroes and like you know, that, that would have been cool. Um, so. Do you guys know this new one is uh, Boyega playing old Idris Elba's kid, or is he playing young Idris Elba, or not even related yeah. at all? I His don't... kid. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I'm kind of not looking forward. To no, this. no, Charlie Hunnam in this. Charlie yep. Hunnam's still probably waiting around for the next uh, King Arthur movie. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day though. Charlie Day is he, is he in He's it? Back. Yeah, and Mako too. She's in it. At least she's in it. Okay. I, I get the impression she doesn't have a very big role, though, which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hopefully I'm wrong. All right. Well, Alex, you're number one. My number one is, you know how you like Jurassic World because it's just dinosaurs mashing against each other? Yeah. Like kind of when you were kids. Mm-hmm. This is what this movie is for me. I like, get it, yeah. Just the figurines, and you get this robot and this monster, and you're just fighting them together. And I think that was Del Toro. That's what uh, Del Toro uh, pretty much wanted. Have you seen that? It's like a little short, uh, I wouldn't say documentary, but they followed a Japanese film crew and a TV show followed followed, uh, Guillermo Del Toro around as he toured Japan. And he was just like a kid in a candy store. And he saw, you know how they have that big statue of that giant robot Gundam over there? He was going (laughs) bananas for that. Did he crap his pants? Almost. He was like, whoa. So it, it, he was, yeah, just like a kid in a candy store. And I, and I think that movie was a, um, just him reflecting all the, all the feelings that he has for Japanese culture and big giant robots and monster fights and stuff like that. So I, I dig it. That's why this movie like connects with me so much. Yeah. Like I said, I totally get it. Like If, if you like that, then you're gonna love this movie. If, it, mm-hmm. if it's not in your wheelhouse, then I think you're gonna be more like me and just like, oh, it's gonna be over. So I totally this, understand. This is that. yeah. This is what Godzilla 2000 should have been. That's all I'm saying. No, like Godzilla 2000 is <laughs> awesome. Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> 2000 is fine as it is. What are you talking about? No, that's true. Oh, I meant the was the, the Broderick one. That piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that was just Godzilla, right? Yeah, no, yeah, just... Godzilla 2000. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah, we should do. I'm gonna put that movie on my list now. <laughs> I will enjoy that one. All right, Scott, number one. Okay, so as, as I've been saying all along, my number one is just the the whole premise. That premise, the premise, the theme. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, piloted giant mega versus giant robots, and all the accoutrement 
<laughs> the, uh, the they don't go to France. I know. It's too bad. Well, that would be the Atlantic Rim. Mm. Uh, By the way, I think that movie exists. Like it's a straight to video or something. <laughs> joking i'm gonna look that up i think you're talking about atlantic rim job that's a completely different film yeah i saw that it didn't live up to the hype <laughs> uh, so the as alex pointed out the the different uh jaegers how they're all different from each other how different all the the kaiju are from each other uh, i thought it was really cool mm. that they they're all trying to basically evolve uh, so you get different looking ones and they get bigger and bigger. Um, to you know, the movie ends before we get to see any more. Um, so I'm hoping they build off of that in the next movie, and we get to see even zanier <laughs> uh, kaiju, with even more op abilities. Uh, but yeah, ju- this is just like straight out of my childhood. Of like, I, I wish this movie had been around when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, just so it has that that touch where um and you tell go like you're saying alex like kid in the candy store kind of feel to it um where it it kind of straddles the line at points of okay this is kind of dumb but it never feels like it's uh like going lowering itself to the common denominator Mm, Um, and again it this is just fun. <laughs> you know, I can sit down and kind of shut my brain off except for the sword thing. And and not and not, and not get angry about things, uh, about any inconsistencies. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my number one. I, I want to see, the like like the whole dread, the, the concept of dread of being locked in the tower. Like I feel like this is, that's not played out. This isn't played out yet. Um, at least with the Western sensibility. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number one, I just uh, posted it in the uh, group chat. Is the best thing about this movie is the meme that was created of the these drifters controlling Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before. You've never seen this. That's no. the greatest thing ever. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's fucking gold. <laughs> oh, some... you, guys, you guys haven't seen this before? No. I've never seen it. That's amazing. Oh, man. Some, you know, the internet is mostly horrible, but sometimes, every once in a while, it redeems itself completely. Yeah. So, those of you who haven't seen it, look up Pacific Rim Vince McMahon. It's a clip of the guys strapping into the kite, into the... Jaeger oh, take a couple steps and it goes to Vince McMahon walking down it's the so, aisle. It's so good when they, they do the double arm punch forward and then start taking steps and that's when he moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good night. We'll also post this on the on Twitter and stuff. But this is my oh, favorite thing. God. Whew, they should have they should put this they should have made this a stinger. <laughs> Oh, very nice, Jeff. All right. Oh, so Jesus. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> I can't stop watching. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's even, I, didn't th- I thought you guys had seen this before. So I mean, I, 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 who knows, but 
It feels like I'm seeing it for the first time. Um, all right. Well, let's rank it. Uh, Alex, uh, once again, we rank between one and seven. One being crap, seven being perfect. I'm going to give this movie just a six because of all the childhood delight that I have, the personal connection that I have with it, and because of my love of all things giant robot monster stuff. I have to give it a six. Okay. I admit, I don't think it's as good as a six, but because of just my personal baggage attached to stuff like this, that it's a number six for me. Makes sense. Uh, Scott? I'm also giving this a six. Uh, (laughs) This is as good as a (laughs) giant robots versus monsters movie is going to get. It had the right director, had the the right design to it. some other touches, like I, again, I'm a big fan of Rinko Kakuchi and Ninjasaba. To and between them, uh, they, they help push it over um, into into a six. I gotta tell you, this fucking meme almost made it a seven. <laughs> Still laughing at it. Um, all right, well, I am gonna bring our score down way down. Yeah, the average. It's um, it's better than Lawnmower Man, which I gave a one. So this is a two. Whoa! Wow! Wow! Borderline three, but I I I literally hated you guys watching this thing. <laughs> I knew I hated. Really? I I made you watch some things I knew you were gonna hate, Jeff. I didn't. I I would not have suspected you would have hated this one. This one. Yeah, me either. Like I said, I saw it, and I just I'll never watch this again, and then when we picked it, I was like, well, maybe I just misremembered it, and then literally like 30 minutes in, I was like, no, I did not misremember me not liking this, so. All right. Um, by the way, do you guys have any honorable mentions before we move on to our... Uh, just the... You guys have talked about it a ton already, but uh, yeah, not really a fan of the whole Ch- Charlie Day and other guy being the wacky scientist. Okay. He pukes in the toilet, though. Yeah, um, but bonus points for Clifton Collins Jr. <laughs> as the the mechanic slash handler guy. It's one of a a great uh, character actor. Wait, the Rob Schneider looking guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh uh, yeah, he was yeah. like the assassin in traffic. Frankie Flores, right? Uh, from uh, traffic. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. He was the assassin in traffic. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, he I couldn't remember saying three seashells. <laughs> <laughs> He's better than Schneider. Yeah, <laughs> Alright, so what's our crossover topic, Alex? Our crossover topic is co pilots, your top five co pilots, because a lot of the movies centered around what's his face trying to find another co pilot, which turned out to be Mako for the Jaeger to share the neural load. <laughs> oh, he shared his neural load with her, alright. Whoa! I still like that none of us know the main character's name in this movie. Raleigh. I said it a bunch of times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to look yeah, it up. I had to put, look it up for the podcast. If the pilot, you wouldn't be able to point <laughs> Racist. Yes. Um, all right. This, this, I thought it would be easy when you first said it, and then I actually found this really hard. So anxious to hear what you guys had. So start us off, mm-hmm. Alex. My number five is uh, a double whammy with Clarence and Victor from the movie Airplane. I thought about that. <laughs> They're both Clarence? co-pilots. Who's Clarence and who's Victor? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think, is Clarence. Is okay. he's Clarence over or done? <laughs> that old that old gag. 
I don't know, but it's I mean, Peter, Peter Graves is Captain Over, I think. Yeah. Over, over. Over Roger What's Dunn. Clearance? What's your clearance, Clarence? Roger Overdone. Okay, so they're the, they're the two <laughs> main pilots that get sick. All three of them. Because there's also Victor. What's your Victor, Victor? Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, with the two co-pilots. Nice. All right, Scott. Okay, uh, my number five is uh, something from my childhood. Um, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I'm curious to see how it ages. Maybe I'll put it in my list. Uh, but that would be Grig from The Last Starfighter. Oh, damn it. He's my number three. All right. Uh, so the weird alien-looking dude, who forever I thought was Louis Goss Jr., but it turns out it's... <laughs> no, that's from... Enemy <laughs> Mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Iron Eagle. So technically, mm-hmm. I could have done that for two. Uh, but uh, Grig uh, from Last Starfighter, he's the, the weird alien... Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, he's played with a touch of humor, touch of seriousness... Touch a fish out of water, dealing with this human. Human. And uh, yeah. it turns out to be uh, the best uh, co-pilot that I'm... <laughs> like, uh, what is he saying, Kung Fury? Uh, you're the best partner anybody could have. Like In, that, in this case... Scott damn it, Triceracops. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Triceracops. Uh, he turns out to be a rad co-pilot. That's, so mm-hmm. that's Greg from The Last Starfighter. So wait, last Starfighter. Wait, which is the one with the boy and the but like Pee Wee Herman's the robot flying the ship? That is Flight of the Navigator. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Oh, and that might that might be on my list. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, um, my number five. See, I have two. I don't know if you'll let me have one, but if you're going to allow that one. Well, I cheated yeah. on one technically, two technically, maybe three. Well, you allow Jarvis to be my co-pilot. Yes. For Iron, for Iron Man. Yes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow that. Okay. Then it's Jarvis <laughs> from Iron Man. <laughs> he's, cause he's helping him fly. He helps him do a lot more stuff, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, hey... No, I won't say because I'm sure it's on somebody else's list. There's a lot of... His co-pilots do more than just help people fly in, in the roles in these movies, so... Yeah. All right. Jarvis, my number five. Alex. My number four is he's only co-pilot for a little bit, but Nien Num. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, my was, number four as well. Was wait, isn't so? He, I thought about putting him on my list, but isn't he the one flying the Millennium Falcon? No, he's sitting no. on the right. Yeah, is he? Yeah, sure about with that. Probably with probably all of our number ones. Yeah. Where he used to sit. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, uh, but. <laughs> But I could have sworn. Stars, I could have sworn. I could have sworn it was Neem Nob doing the flying. No, the Lando's. Is the, he's the, he's the leader. He's the general. Oh, we could have led him he's to the, fly the plane. The, the, <laughs> well, because remember when he, uh, Lando takes the dish off, he numbs like, ah! and Lando's like, "Oh yeah, that was close. That was too close. Might just take a few of them with us." Yeah. I mean, the are battle, any of them really flying? They're all just kind of like pushing. It's like they're just—you know—it looks like they're doing like a, uh, when they fly the Falcon. Except, I guess, in the more recent movies, it's, they're like the sound technician in the recording studio. And they're just sliding <laughs> those things just up, sliding stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing Star Trek too. Yeah, 
And more recently, when like Ray was flying Millennium Falcon, she's pulling levers and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then I think I saw in the new Han Solo trailer, it looked like he was doing more. more. But yeah, usually Han Solo mm-hmm. was just like flipping switches and <laughs> sliding mm-hmm. stuff up. Um, okay, uh, Alex, number four. No, that was number four. So my number four yeah. is the same thing. I, I was going to go, Nim News! My number four. So you stole that from me. <laughs> Scott. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Max from Fly the Navigator. <laughs> there he is. Voice by, voiced by, by Pee Wee Herman. Ha! Ah! Yeah. The, uh, he needs... I forget the the reason why he needed a human boy to pilot the ship. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's creepy. Because he implanted a bunch of star charts into his brain. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't have them anymore. They were in his brain. Yeah, they somehow got beamed into him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has to he has to be the navigator. Um, that's right. But yeah, I remember loving this as a kid. Uh, but yeah, the he, at one point he tells the guy that he's fat because he's too many Twinkies. That was weird. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, as uh, as a, a co-pilot, it's got Sarah Jessica Parker at one point. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. She's like the nurse or something. Yeah, she's got like <laughs> she looks like she's a member of Poison. <laughs> yeah, it's like NASA really employed you, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is it like a twisted sister? A twisted sister, too? yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been forever since <laughs> yeah. I've seen this. Twisted sister in a Disney movie of all things. Uh, so yeah, Max fly the navigator, the erstwhile alien ship slash robot that that helps Compliance. the kid fly. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex number three, uh, Grig from the Last Starfighter. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, my number three is Goose from oh, Tommy. Yeah, Run. my number three too. My, I, my number two. I thought it was cheating though because he's not actually a pilot. He's a co-pilot. He's, he's a Rio. Whatever. <laughs> Wait, does he live across the sand? Whatever, he's my three. I'm saying I'll allow it. All right, good. I'm just not sure he's uh, officially a co-pilot. He's a co-pilot. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. If uh, Never mind. If, say, Tom Cruise just like had an aneurysm during the flight, would he be able to fly the plane or no? I don't know. I think he would. I think he would competently, not as good as Tom Cruise, but I bet he could land it. Maybe I mean, he'd have st- to, right? And is the flight stick even back there for him to use, or would he have to like like an instructor, like a driving instructor? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to put on an extra <laughs> brake back there. Yeah. Um, but Goose, uh, not only just because he's—I mean, I don't know what he's doing back there. He says, "We're going ballistic, Mav," but you know, he helps—he helps Maverick get laid. He—he uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. he dies. He plays volleyball. <laughs> he does do that, uh huh, with a shirt on. Yeah, he sings "Great Balls of Fire." Uh, so yeah, Mother Goose. Scott, that was your number three as well. Yep. Uh, wait, and and my number two. So back to me. Great Balls yeah. of Fire. Jeff, number two. All right, my number two. Uh, going for the second Star Wars item on my list. R two D two. Ah, I thought about that. He's definitely Luke Skywalker's co-pilot. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and he can fly. He flies a ship without Luke sometimes. So, R two D two. The only robot I think I do like. That's you. Don't like BB eight. Nope. Don't like BB eight. You don't like R five D four. No, I don't know who that is. Don't like that. What the one with the bad motivator? (laughs) 
What was the droid from Rogue One? Oh, K two S O. Yeah, he was actually all right. All right, I like him. Yeah. Ben, a big guy. Ben, oh, he would have been a good co Bender bending Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't think he he co does anything uh-huh. except he co drinks. Uh, it's booze and hookers. Yeah, uh, RGD too. I know nothing more to say there. Mm-hmm. So go next, whoever it is. Scott, uh, my number two is also R two D two. All right, then we're back to Alex. Yeah, number everybody, Uno. everybody's number one, Chewbacca. There's nobody else. Yeah, I know. He's the best co-pilot ever. Yep. Even better than Jesus. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> can't beat Chewy. He helps you fly. He helps you take out your son after he kills you. He, uh, <laughs> rips arms off. Rips arms off. Pulls dead meat off of tree branches to get you caught in Ewok oh, traps. Damn it! I didn't even think about that while watching the solo trailer. Is there, are they going to show? Are they going to meet when Chewie's losing one of those chess matches that he pulls somebody's arms off? We can only hope. Dude, that'd be awesome. That's actually a deleted scene on um, Force Awakens. In that, oh, really? Yeah, in that bar where they meet um, that orange chick, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, he, he pulls some, he pulls someone's arm off. Oh no, he pulls the dude who was Ray was selling shit to, and that he she stole the Millennium Falcon from. Oh, Ungar Plut. Yeah, Simon Pegg. <laughs> no, screw that guy. Yeah, and he apparently- deserves to get his arms pulled off. Yeah, and the deleted scene, he, like, tracks him down to that place, and then Chewie, like, rips his arms off. <laughs> Why did they cut that? Because yeah. it's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's a Disney movie now. Oh. But, yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. That's in the canon. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah, and hopefully this... I'm hoping this Han Solo movie is... They shouldn't have called it Solo. They should have called it, like, Scoundrels or something. And, like, equal time to him... Lando, Chewy, like all those guys. She called it Rogues Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Scoundrels uh, would have been good. I would have yeah. accepted that. So, anyway, I'm sure it won't be good. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sure it will. You'll just hate it regardless. Uh, yeah. hey, I like Rogue One, goddammit. Okay. All right. Well, Rogue, Rogue One did have your girlfriend, Jeff, so. Yeah, that's it true. Did. Khaleesi's not your girlfriend? That's true. Oh, man. Yeah. By the way. She's got an 80s hair in the the trailer, by the way. Mm -hmm. They they love putting, like, British brunettes in Star Wars movies. Um, True story. Princess Leia wanted to be one. For, like, ten minutes. (laughs) I guess Natalie Portman wasn't, but she's still... I saw Annihilation this week. Ooh, she's good still. Anyway, are we done with our list? Yeah. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, why is the breaking ball a legal pitch? What? Why is the breaking ball a legal pitch? Yeah, you never know it's coming. The batter hits the ball, it shatters, and shrapnel flies everywhere. And then he has to get to first base? I don't get it. It's time for Neon News! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Terrible, See what Alex. a great segue that is? Why, why do they call it a breaking ball if it doesn't break anything? <laughs> yeah. Who are these people? people. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> that one was for you, Brad. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> Jeff Jeff could not have pulled the the check button fast enough on that one. Uh, Nobody could. So, talk. I was I was hoping our co-pilot Goose over here would get killed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, dark. Sorry. Uh. Just want to talk real quickly about uh, a new show on NBC called AP Bio. Uh, I actually just watched the pilot episode before uh, the podcast started today. That's the one with Dennis, right? Yep, it's uh, Glenn Howerton. Wait a minute, we couldn't record at nine because you were watching TV. It was like twenty minutes, and I was eating, and I was eating uh, all day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So uh, so AP Bio with, with Glenn Howerton and Patton Oswalt and a bunch of kids. Uh, it was actually pretty funny. I am going to go look at the other episodes. I recommend uh, everybody else, including Use Twos, uh, check it out. AP Bio. Uh, it's, Will do. He, he basically plays... Is he watching it? No. Aww. Uh... He he basically plays a sociopathic asshole, so not a big, <laughs> not a big stretch, not a big departure. Um, a little less yelling though, so that's good. Is this the show that like took him away from Always Sunny? Yeah. Oh. Well, I I thought that he was still going to do Always Sunny. Yeah, I'm hearing conflicting stuff on the internet now, so I don't know what's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I recommend that. And then uh, some big news this week. Um, from Marvel, I know it's been a hot second since I talked about something Marvel. Mm. Uh, first, first and foremost, um, the Infinity War movie, Avengers: Infinity War, has been, mo- been moved up uh, to April twenty seventh. So less than two oh, months. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, so I'm excited about this. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm, I am somewhat interested in the reasoning behind the move, though, just from a general movie fan standpoint. Uh, one of the things I, I read today that it, that made sense to me was they want to Disney wants to get back that opening day or that opening weekend record like global um, from the last Furious movie, Fast and Furious movie. Because mm-hmm. um, usually what happens with these Marvel movies is and Disney movies in general like Star Wars is they spread out the release so that internationally <laughs> sounded dirty. Yeah, that's right. Spread, spread that release. Touch your toes. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's a staggered release where not any better. <laughs> there's an unbelievable release uh, as as it as it spreads out across Asia, right? And, and comes home to America. So, but this time it's opening uh, globally on that weekend. Um, so their their goal is to get all of the money, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they've got a decent shot of doing it. Um, it it also is interesting. Um, it, in a way, it pushes back that whole idea of uh, the summer movie season, the summer movie blockbusters. Um, usually, don't start until May. Um, and this is actually going to fuck with uh, The Rock's Rampage movie. 
Yeah. It doesn't come out the same I weekend. I can't imagine he's happy. Yeah, it doesn't come out the same weekend, but it's going to it's gonna eat some of the results. Uh, I, I can imagine The Rock's a very happy person. He has really nothing to complain about these days. Yeah. So there's that, and then also... Uh, it's also, it's to, also I heard, because Han Solo comes out in May as well. That's right. It is, it is also, we, t- I we talked about this before, but it's weird that Disney's breaking up their their Christmas Star Wars thing that they got going on. Yeah. yeah. So I heard this was also like to not take business away from that. So to separate them a little bit. Right. Yeah. This, this also does give them some breathing room, which also makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, what, what does Disney have at the end of the year? There's no, Star, there's no Star Wars. Right, right. Ant Man or something. Mm. Uh, one of the Marvel movies. Yeah, to fill that kind of holiday slot. Uh, oh no, it's um, uh, it's a big. Reggae Ralph too. No, I think it's Mary Poppins. They have a big Disney. Oh uh, Disney yeah, Disney Mary thing. Poppins might be it. Yeah, I think it's Mary Poppins. Sherry Poppins. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, also, the other thing that, that Marvel did is they, I guess, kind of released their their slate for uh, Phase 4, as it were. So, Infinity War and the following Avengers movie is going to end Phase 3, I guess. Or maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm not sure exactly how it'll work. But they basically said there's going to be a bunch of movies in 21, 21, 2021, 2022... But only one movie next year, or is it, mm. or, or or one movie in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? Um, so they're going to slow down a little bit in between. Um, I can imagine there's going to be a Black Panther sequel, uh, Doctor Strange sequel. Um, mm. Captain Marvel's not out yet, but I imagine if that does all right, that that'll get a sequel. Um, so I wonder what else though they've got planned. Uh, I mean, Spider Man. Spider-Man count as doesn't really count as Disney's thing, right? Yeah, I think it's it doesn't, but I still think people consider it MCU. So yeah, yeah, I guess it's I, still part of know. maybe it's still part yeah. of the phase or whatever. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man's obviously going to get another movie at some point here. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious what other what else they're going to do with it. Uh, maybe they're going to have like a a new Avengers based out of these other characters uh, or something similar to that. Uh, X Men, yeah, maybe the yeah, the, <laughs> you could be right, Alex. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they purposely made room so they could cram in something from the X Men uh, in between. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 all interesting. The, yeah. the if they had some real brass balls, they'd pull out another Fantastic Four. Yeah, they would. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just the I know people sometimes get say that they're tired of these superhero movies. Uh, maybe rightfully so at this point, uh, but it's not stopping anytime soon. Um, yeah. And as a as a fan of the MCU, I, I look forward to all of it. Maybe maybe the fatigue will start to sit in eventually. I don't know. Maybe by like Doctor Strange three or whatever. <laughs> but um, I'm still rolling with it. Uh, so Agreed. that's uh, that's all I wanted to talk about for this podcast. Uh, Alex, is there anything you wanted to chat about? Uh, nope, I'm good. All right. Jeff? Yeah, I, uh, one thing, uh, just, um, as this recording, uh, Kevin Smith, like, had a heart attack, like, last oh, week. Yeah. What? Few weeks, yeah, or yeah. A few days ago, so. I did I not wanna, hear about that. 
Yeah, I mean, since he's the main reason I got into podcasts and we do a podcast is for him. So just get better, Kev. Obviously, you don't listen to our show, but um, what if he does? Maybe he does. Um, But that's just bad news. I'm glad he survived. It sounded like he kind of got lucky there. He had a big one, but he made it. And he was making YouTube videos the next day. I saw him and he looked fine. Like, I I don't know. So hopefully everything's cool there. Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, just uh, my movie pass. I've been seeing. I saw a lot of movies recently. I think I told you I saw Shape Shape of Water, right? Right. And also, yeah. I saw I Tanya. I saw Annihilation, and I finally saw Black Panther. Um, all all solid uh, above average movies. Uh, I think out of those, I actually liked I Tanya the best. Uh, okay. What really? Yeah, it was a good movie. I really liked it. Uh, the why why Jeff why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not just that incident. Like Nancy Kerrigan's like well, what, but she's barely in it. It's really the yeah. life of Tanya Harding, and uh, what everything that leads up to that incident. And then, um, how how's uh, so? It's Margot Robbie, right? Yeah. How she is the titular? She's great. I mean, the thing is, like, they dumber they make her, you know, dumpy white trash. Because I guess it's kind of like told. She plays like current Tanya Harding, and then it flashes back and stuff, and it's kind of like how. Um, but not to that same extreme. What was that? Uh, Furiosa when she played that. Oh, monster, whatever that was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not to that degree, but it's still there. And then you, but she still looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's oh. hard to ugger up. Yeah. Yeah. Winter Soldier plays Galuli, and I had no idea that was him until the credits. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then her mom, Al- she, that lady's probably going to win an Oscar. Allison, awesome. yeah, Allison Jenny is one of my favorite actresses, yeah. or character actresses anyways. Mm-hmm. She was great. So I recommend that, and then I'd, I'd recommend all of them. I mean, Black Black Panther was good. I, I It probably falls in this. I don't want to get into a two-review. Anyway, it's good. Not my favorite one. That's all I have to say about that. Annihilation is good, too, but... It's a little weird. I like movies that have good good closure, and this is kind of an open ended movie at the end, and I usually don't. Yeah, I, so I think uh, it's, does the top keep spinning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's it's based on a series of books, so they might be trying to work it into sequels. Maybe that maybe that's why it was open ended. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but I would definitely recommend all of them. They're all good. So okay for me. All right. Uh, wraps well, it thanks up. for listening, everybody. Chico, Mono Pochico, what was it? Mono, what the fuck?